0: Hello, everybody! Welcome back to another episode. I don't know why I sang, but I just did. Welcome to another episode of That's Only. So nee. I'm your host Nithu, and today, in honor of it being Halloween this weekend, we are doing a spooky podcast episode. So I will be reading out some scary stories straight out of India, because you know, some scary shit happens there. Um, and to kind of bring those stories to you. So without further ado, let's jump into it. So before I start the spooky stories, I want to give my very well-known disclaimer of the, this is an opinion-based podcast, all thoughts, feelings, opinions, everything that I say is mine and mine only and does not represent any entity which I am related to, will be related to in the future or have been in the past. So they are my own. Also, it's a scary podcast. So there'll be coarse language, scary stuff if you get spooked out please don't listen because uh, it can, yeah, not it's not for everybody. So without further ado, um, I have a few stories that came out of the wonderful country of India. And um, I was really intrigued to hear some of these stories because they I remember having a friend who would tell us like the scariest stories that came from India um so I want to read a few more because you know (laughs) that's what normal people do they want to get scared I hate scary stories by the way so this is uh I'm hoping that I go to sleep tonight so also I want to mention that all these stories claim that they're real so there's that as well um so the first one is called where is the lift man (laughs) Don't ask why it's called that, but apparently it's a good one. Um, in the India Bulls Finance Center building in the, in Mumbai back in 2015, DNA and Hindustan Times had their offices in the same tower, 11th and 9th floor, respectively. Often photographers would come, would cover parties late at night and return to the office to download the photos. They'd say that they'd sent spirits in the elevator and it would randomly stop on the 10th and 12th floor. Doors would open and shut but nobody would enter. Once, a photographer from the DNA was leaving in the wee hours and the elevator stopped on the 10th floor. This time, when the door opened, a lift man entered. And usually, they never stayed that late. He came in and stared at the photographer, who got terrified and got off the 9th floor. He waited for the HT photographer to finish his work and left with him. This isn't the first of that incident. This lift man has been seen time in and time out relatively in the time frame of 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. in the morning. Ghost stories floated around of somebody who had died on the 12th floor during the construction of the tower. And apparently it is his spirit that still lives there. Holy crap man, if something like that happened and like a like first of all, I wouldn't be out that late because my bedtime is at 9. Um, so let's just get that straight. Then if something like that happened, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know how like even reading this, I'm terrified that if it happened, Lord knows what would happen. Not good. Um, anyways, that's that's the first one, okay? Um the second one is called found my dead grandfather in the attic. I was 7 years old. It was Durga Puja um which is a Hindu prayer for everybody listening. And my family decided to go to pandal hoping for ho- pandal hopping after midnight. I don't know what pandal hopping is, but they went after midnight. At 11:30 p.m. my mom asked me to go downstairs and wait with my dad. When everybody had gathered downstairs, I was missing. They started looking for me, and even the neighbors gathered around. My mom thought I must be in the washroom upstairs, and I went upstairs to look for me. Instead, she heard my laughter from the attic adjacent from the terrace. She went upstairs and heard me saying, Give me the ball, otherwise how will we play? Right then, she saw a ball bounce towards me. She picked me up and rushed downstairs, and asked my dad to look at the attic. I have no memory of how I got to the attic or playing with anyone. Many years later, she confesses that she saw me playing with the spirit of my grandfather there. Holy buddy. I wonder if they still live in that house. Like, hold on. How would I react if that happened? I would panic and take my kids and take everything and just, like, leave. The fact that she like even told him that like that I would not I would just tell my child that you were out a dream <laughs> that should never happen to you <laughs> like shut up I have no idea oh my gosh okay okay that's another one um the next one's called at the speed of flashlight okay I'm actually getting scared you guys so I'm just gonna <laughs> I don't know how many I'm going to be able to read, but I'm going to read a few more. Um, This one says, at the speed of flashlight. I was about 16 and had been out for a friend's birthday and came home with two of my friends for a sleepover. We were sitting in my balcony at about 2.30 a.m. and a third friend was in the living room speaking on the phone. A few minutes later, we, we saw a weird flashlight and... And seeing as we were 16-year-old girls brought up on a diet of horror movies, it was nearly 3 a.m. We rushed back to get back inside. Our friends followed us wordlessly. We ran into the bedroom and locked the door, and then the floodgates opened. She began breathlessly to tell us how she had looked up from her phone and found herself staring into someone or something's eyes. She freaked out and told the person she was talking to, oh my god, something's looking at me. Staying on the phone, she stood, she stood up to call us and walk towards her. She stood up and to call us and walk, saw us walk towards her. That makes no sense, but okay. It's been 14 years and she swears by what she saw. We tried to reason that the flashlight could have been a reflection of headlights or random torch lights and that she just imagined it, but she's convinced she saw something. For many months after, I was convinced I could hear footsteps and raps on my window at night. And my cousin, who considers himself extra sensitive, refused to come over and stay at my house, convinced he could feel something. Weirdly, this was around the same time a next door neighbor had passed away after a long illness. Eventually, the sounds and feelings disappeared, or perhaps my fear died. We will never know. Okay i feel like some of these like as i'm reading them though i'm like is this actually true or did this actually happen or are you guys just um getting your two minutes of fame i have no idea (laughs) this one is called never give lifts to never give lifts to strangers (gasps) oh i think i know this one okay this one okay full disclosure Um, This one I have heard before, and there was actually, back in the day, we used to have a ZTV, which is like this um, Indian television channel, and they used to cover, like, scary shows and scary, like, mysteries or unsolved mysteries, and this story was actually on there, um, and it's, like, apparently multiple people have had the same experience, so... Um, it says, never give a lift to strangers. That's the title of this. I live in Dendron near National Institute of Visually Handicapped. The area is known for particular supernatural incident. I grew up hearing that at night, a woman and rarely a man would ask for a lift, usually from people driving a two-wheeler or a scooter. What people would do is when they would give her a lift, they would travel... And when people gave them lifts and traveled towards a main junction as they would halt at the traffic signal, they'd realize that the lady behind them had disappeared. Eventually, people start, stopped giving lifts on that route. Strangely, the number of freak road accidents went up around that time. Collisions, brake failures, and so on. In 2009, finally people decided to build a temple. It's called Goddess Kali on that road to shoo away the spirits. So this person didn't go into it, but I remember details from the store or from the, the show that I watched. So what it is, it's like this long road that's kind of like an abandoned highway. And I remember from the show, they were saying that there's like a, a beautiful girl, like she's gorgeous and she's on the side of the road and it's like the middle of the night and she's asking for a ride in the car. Um, And so these men pull over and she sits in the back and she tells them the address that she wants to go to and she's always in a white sari is what they say um and so she's standing there and it's usually really late at the night and so she'll be in the like the back of the car and all of a sudden they'll be driving and they'll like see a flash on like um on their side mirror and like she would like, she, the girl would be like in their mirror as they're driving. And then they look back and she's behind them all of a sudden. And so then they keep driving and they're like, what the hell's happening? And then all of a sudden she's sitting in the car, like in the passenger seat. Like she keeps moving around and these people freak out. So basically what ends up happening is they lose control of their car and they hit into a tree or they get into like this fatal accident accident. And all these accidents happened around the same time, anywhere from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning. And so um, and it was mostly young men who were actually dying in these car accidents. And they're saying that it's because the spirit appears to them and they end up getting into accident. And the people who have made it out alive, apparently, also share that same story of like, we almost got into a car accident here and this is what we saw. So, yeah, that one is terrifying to me. I will never go on that road ever, ever, ever in my life. So, the last story that I'm gonna share for today is the sweet scented goodbye. Um, My grandmother suffered a major stroke in 2012, resulting in hospice in her home. One night, I was sitting at home in my office, catching up on some work, and then all of a sudden, the room filled with the scent of perfume. I'm not talking about a faint smell. I'm saying it was very distinct and strong throughout the entire room. I stopped everything I was doing and said out loud, "Something is wrong." That is Graham. I had not spoken to my family that day, but felt an urge or need to send a text to my uncle who was staying with her. This was at 11, 12, 1120 p.m. I got a response right away saying, "Might want to come say goodbye. Not okay." I quickly rushed over. Without saying anything, I walked straight to my grandmother and kissed her on the forehead, saying I love her. She was still warm, but no longer breathing. I told my uncle that I was there because grandma had brought me there. I asked when she passed, and he replied, saying five five minutes before I sent my text. This puts the perfume in my office at the nearly exact same moment she died. Wowzers. Yeah. Mm -mm, not into any of these you guys if any of this happened to me I don't even know I don't even know actually you know what now that I think about it there was one story and I guess maybe I'll add this one personal story as a kid that Um, I often like, it could have been anything, but it's something that I had experienced with my sister and my cousin. And so we would always often go to her house, to my cousin's house and hang out there. I'm very close with all my cousins. Um, and we always used to hang out together. So anyways, we went to her house and, uh, they lived in the Northeast part of the city. And so we were hanging out and, um, downstairs in their basement, they had like a whole bunch of VCRs and they were recording something on a TV. And so their computer was also down there. And back in the day, MSN was really big and, uh, I didn't have an account, but my cousin did. And so we were sitting there on the computer and all of a sudden, like we had the light of the living room, um, in the basement off and the light started flickering and we're like, what the hell? Why did that happen? didn't think anything of it. We continued talking to whoever we were talking to on MSN. And so then all of a sudden we heard like a clapping noise, and I looked at my cousin, she looked at me, and she's like, "No, no, it's nothing. It's probably just the furnace because the furnace was really loud." And then about like 5 minutes after that, all of a sudden, so the VCR is like in order to eject them, you would have to press the eject on the VCR um to individually get the VCR cassette to come out. So all of a sudden, every single VCR ejected at the same time without anybody pressing the button. Her and I looked at each other. We got so scared. We ran upstairs and did not go down to the basement for like the rest of the day. And the other thing is at that house, we were watching a scary movie and like the apples started like rolling off of the table and the apples were in a bowl in the middle of the kitchen table and they started rolling off. Yeah. I don't know if we were just, you know, dreaming this stuff, but (laughs) this was very weird and creepy stuff that happened at the house. And the ejecting VCR thing, it totally could have just been a faulty a faulty switch or faulty connection or something but yeah that's the closest thing that happened for me and I literally would avoid that basement like nobody's business even as an adult now they don't live in that house anymore um but yeah never went into that basement that basement was kind of creepy um <laughs> but yeah that's all for today's episode you guys I hope you have a fantastic Halloween please be safe, be inclusive. So if a child comes to your door and cannot say trick or treat, please still give them candy. If a child looks like they're a little bit older, please still give them candy. Just be nice. Um, and also follow up protocols that are within wherever you're from. So make sure it's safe. Um, but I will see everyone safe and sound next week for another episode. And next week's episode is going to be fun. We're going to be talking talking about names and the importance of names. So this is me signing off. Bye.